please tell me you're not doing these three things. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com, and I am super excited, as always, to be in your ear holes today. So we are knee deep in productivity month. And at the beginning, we talked about bending time to your will with my personal favorite productivity hacks for someone who is a shoot from the hip, addicted to procrastinator type of person. And last week, we talked about how I actually got into patching and creating my content. So we talked all about content creation workflow. So if you are struggling to get out either blog posts or podcast episodes or even Facebook lives on a consistent basis, and you know that that's hurting your business, then I want you to go ahead and listen to that episode. But this week, I actually went and brought in the big guns, since I do not claim to be a productivity expert. And that is Emily over at myadaptablecareer.com. Now, Earlier this year, I had put out a blog post about 19 free courses that every blogger and business owner need to take if they want more time, money, and subscribers. And Emily's was the only productivity course that I mentioned. She actually has a free course. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And it is fantastic because it is geared more towards bloggers. Now, if you're one of my freelancers and coaches that is listening to Inbox Besties, what up, guys? I will say that it'll actually help you if you are trying to use blogging to get more customers. So I don't want you to think like, oh, it's just all about like page views and stuff. No, it's actually, it really works for everyone. And I loved it so much (laughs) that I actually talked to Emily and she is going to be giving us a free online workshop. So on February 20th, First, on a Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Emily is going to be helping us create our most profitable 2018 ever, even if January was kind of a crapshoot. Now, I'm not going to give away too many of her trade secrets, but I can tell you that I've sat in on this masterclass. It is absolutely fantastic. So what you want to do is head on over to myadaptablecareer.com forward slash Kate. K-A-T-E. So myadaptablecareer.com forward slash Kate. Or honestly, just click the cover art because it is the first link that you're going to find in the show notes and go ahead and get yourself registered for this really special event where we're actually going to be creating a business plan that works for us. Meaning we're not doing like pages and pages. and It's not like super boring. It's just so that way we can get crystal clear on the direction that we're going. Because even if you're super kind of woo woo like myself and in the closet, the first thing that they tell you is you need to have clarity about what you want. And this is going to help guys. So you know exactly what you need to be working on when to have the biggest impact in your business without actually like stressing out about having to do the business plan. It's kind of like a catch 22. So that's why I really love her class. And I definitely, definitely want you guys to show up because you have all this extra time now for our first two episodes of this series, right? Now, without further ado, guys, we are going to be diving into our interview with Emily. I am so excited. But first, let's go ahead and thank our first tool of the week, because this week, guys, we actually have two. So make sure you pay attention at the end of the episode. If I walked over to your laptop, how many tabs are I see open? One, two, 27. And let's be real, you're probably listening to this podcast with one earbud in and you're driving or doing the dishes, but secretly you're mapping out your next new course, which will definitely propel you to six figures and beyond. Unlike those eight other half-finished stinker courses that are just clogging up your hard drive on your computer, those things. 
are going nowhere. But then you remember you haven't actually done a blog post in like two months. So you should probably do that. But your traffic's like five. So that really doesn't matter that much. Especially since you're now getting the red arrow of death from your Facebook business page. So clearly you now need to do a live. But you got to clean up the house and make sure that the kids aren't around and get that done. So then maybe you'll go back to the course. But then I don't know about the blog post. But like it's really going to be that effective. And then you just get so frazzled and so overwhelmed. They just like screw it. I'm watching the Gilmore Girls again. Hashtag Team Jess forever. The problem is, is that you're trying to run your business from a pretty notebook that you got from Target that you've lost and the scrap pieces of paper that you now use to kind of make up for it, which have a never I need to do list that never gets done because you're so scattered. What you need is a simple system that was created for somebody like you, an uber passionate, super scattered, shiny object prone, creative entrepreneur with a passion for business, but organizations not really your strong point. Created by somebody who actually gets it. The most anti-type A personality that there is. Me. What you need is trailing for traffic. Trailing for traffic is literally your business in a box. See, I like that pretty notebook that we still can't find. Trailer for Traffic actually comes with boards and workflows that you can use to run your business. I'm talking about breaking down everything into the nitty gritty smallest parts so nothing slips through the cracks. Everything from what you need to do when with a mega launch to how to use Pinterest without actually having to pay for a scheduler. And of course my favorite, how to plan out your quarter, week, and day. Cause if I'm looking at everything in my week, I'm gonna skip around. That's why my day board is my favorite. Now to get your hands on all of these 22 boards and 15 workflows, which have been called life-changing by not one, but several of the 100 students that invested in this course the first three days it was open. Craziness, right? Head on over to trellingfortraffic.com. That's trellingfortraffic.com. And guys, I didn't even tell you the best part. It's only 24 bucks. Isn't your sanity worth 24 bucks? Especially when I'll give you that recognition and revenue that your business deserves. So head on over to trellowingfortraffic.com right now. All right, guys, welcome back, everyone. I am super excited because you guys know I'm like the most over off the wall, fly by the seat of your pants type of person. So we actually went out, flew out, if you will, internationally, guys, to get a productivity and business planning specialist. What, what? We have Emily McGee here of my adaptable career and I am super excited to have you especially since it is productivity month and we have a very special workshop coming up guys if you head over to myadaptablecareer.com forward slash Kate you can get in on this workshop it is going to be utterly fantastic so we're gonna let them know like the official bio so why don't you just let them know like tell us a little bit about your story Okay, great. Yeah, I'm Emily uh, from My Adaptable Career, and I specialize in helping small bloggers, so people who maybe don't have a ton of traffic, don't have a huge email list, don't have a lot of time to work on those things, get bigger results through better planning and productivity. And I love that you've said that February is productivity month, because in my world, every month is productivity month. But I'm really excited to finally have a friend who's like just as focused on productivity for all of the month with me. So thank you. <laughs> yes, well, as we had talked about in the first episode of February, guys, I feel like a lot of us might have fallen off the productivity time management bandwagon from January and our New Year's resolutions. So that's why we really wanted to kick it up a notch here. And I actually first found you from your amazing freebie. You have like this mini course that is actually about planning and productivity. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? We'll have a link to both guys, the workshop they're running that you wanna show up to live and also this mini course, cause I love it. 
the Master Time Management mini course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that is a lot of my subscribers' favorite thing because I have kind of distilled some of my best time management lessons into like five to 10 minute applications or ways to implement some of my biggest tips. So people do it and they just feel, you know, that like kind of relief that they can manage their time and get more done because I'm helping them sort of simplify what they need to do. And um, I think the other thing people like is that my emails are long so they get to read stories, but then I'm not, I'm not giving this like huge assignment or like a worksheet to fill out. Like, I'm like, just think about this one thing. And people are like, oh, that changed everything for me. So I have people months later who are like, look, I'm still doing this thing you told me in the free course and it's working for me. And that just, you know, makes me so happy. And now you, can you guys see when I decided it was productivity month that I had to be like, Emily, I need you on here. Like, that's what I really like about it as well. And we talk about that a lot about email marketing, about how if you give guys like a gajillion long assignments, stuff won't necessarily get done, but if you can just focus on that one thing, that one call to action works out so well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into like this pro blogger entrepreneurial space? Like, were you always that kid that was like selling candy and lemonade and all that stuff? How did you come into this adaptable career? No, I was not. I was so excited to tell you because it seems like so many people you interview like had the entrepreneurial spirit forever. And that was not me. I used to be a teacher. Uh, I taught middle school, which, you know, in my mind is like one of the very traditional careers and like a very safe career path. Um, and then uh, my husband got a job in Mozambique, which is a country in Africa. We moved to Africa. I, uh, you know, lost my job in the U.S. Uh, I got pregnant and I was like, well, uh, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to hire me now. So... Uh, you know, it was like starting my own business was kind of like, I need, I need something that will fit around my life instead of me trying to like shoehorn all of these weird circumstances into a job. So that's why I started my blog. And, you know, my goal was then and still is to help people create a business uh, or an adaptable career that is going to fit around all the different constraints they have in their life and let them have sort of better work-life balance and enjoy their family more while still growing a business. I absolutely love that guy. So I just want to reiterate because exactly what Emily said, like she literally stole the words from my mouth. So many of the people that I interview that you're hearing on other big podcasts, they're always like, got that entrepreneurial gene. It's so nice to talk to somebody who really was like, I'm at home. Like, what am I going to do now? And she sort of documented her journey. And we've talked a little bit about that on the show too, where even you don't feel like, oh, well, how can I help people with a business if I don't have this huge one yet? It's about documenting your career and just being honest. Like, this is what I do. I'm juggling. She's got two kids, a husband who travels a lot for work, and she's still managing to run the successful blog. So I think that that is just utterly fantastic. One of the biggest mistakes that you see us <laughs> scatterbrained people who want to have this thing, but can't quite get there due to all the shiny objects? Where do we sort of fall short? Okay, so I have three things and I think they're very much interconnected, but we'll tackle them one at a time. And the first thing I see a lot of my students and readers stress about that um, isn't helping them grow is that they're looking at the wrong metrics. And um, I think this is going to surprise people, but for a lot of us, it's not helpful to look at your blog traffic, believe it or not. Um, unless you are aiming to have ads or you have like a real purpose behind why you need a certain volume of traffic, just knowing your traffic doesn't 
it doesn't help you work backwards. It doesn't help you come out with a plan and figure out what you need to do next. It's more just a metric that either makes you feel great because your traffic's doing great, or it makes you feel terrible and like you just can't measure up. Um, and so one thing I recommend to my students and I think you would like this too, is really to look uh, more deeply at a lot of your email marketing metrics. So what subject lines are getting opened? You know, what email links are getting clicked? Like what's working there? Because that I think for most of us is where the money is in our email list. And so that's what you need to be focusing on and not, um, you know, what people call the vanity metrics, like, you know, like the numbers like traffic. So that's uh, mistake number one. And mistake number two, which I think is related, is that I see a lot of people just churning out way too much free content. So people are stressed about their traffic and they, or, you know, other numbers like that. They think that the solution is to create more blog posts. And so they're devoting so much of their time to put out these new blog posts. And they're not promoting what they already have. They're not optimizing what they already have. They're not coming up with you know, I'm sure you're a fan of the content upgrades, so like a content upgrade to get people onto their email list with their great posts. Um, they're just, you know, churning out more and more. They're getting burnt out. They feel like they don't have time for these other important parts of their business because they're trying to just put out new posts constantly. So let me pause there in case you have any follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I think that's really great. And I love that you talked about a little bit about the vanity metrics versus the metrics that are actually going to be pushing your business forward, especially about the blog traffic. I feel like everyone, just like you said, is always like, oh, you need more, you need more, you need more. And then when you go and you like click open, you're a little jetpack on WordPress guys use it. And you're like, oh, I only got like a hundred. But like myself and Emily can tell you that even if your traffic is considerably low, when you actually, because I know what her third thing is, when you focus on the third mistake, like I was able to retire my husband and my traffic level was like the worst guys. Yeah, absolute worst. And um, the other thing that I want to point out is, do you think maybe that the reason why people are just creating more and more free content is for the traffic? Do you think maybe they're afraid of the promotion? Like, what do you think is actually a smart balance of creating new content versus reworking the old and like optimizing? Uh, well, first I think it, it is a twofold problem. Like you just identified a lot of people have heard it's important to be consistent. It's important to put out a lot of content. And so, um, that's what they do, you know, that's what they think they're supposed to do. That's what they've been hearing that they're supposed to do. And a huge thing with so many of my students that blows me away is how nervous they are to promote. Like I do, um, I do these great like kickstart sessions with my students where I kind of do an audit of their site and talk through what they can work on. And so many of them have fabulous content and you go to their site though, and you can't find a single place to join their email list and you can't find a way to follow them on Pinterest and they have tons and tons of blog posts and um, but they're getting like no traffic because they feel like they're spamming. If they're sharing their content too much, they don't want to create more than one pin to, you know, get multiple, like to interest different kinds of people and get them to stop by their site. Um, and so that fear I think is really holding back, especially a lot of female entrepreneurs. I found that to be more common um, than the, the men I talk to. Um, you know, they're just worried about getting up in people's faces. And I always have to tell them like, you need to make it easy for people. You've got this great content. It's free. You owe it, you know, to your audience to be sharing this with them. And, um, 
you know, you owe it to yourself to also get something out of it for you, you know, get someone on your email list or like, it's okay. You know, you don't need to be scared of that. I absolutely, I love that so much. I think that especially a lot of us females, just like you said, they, we tend to like, I know it reminds me of like when you go to the mall and like that person that just sprays you with the perfume. I don't think they can do that anymore, but back in the day, kids, back in my day in the nineties and early two thousands, they could still spray you with stuff because they weren't concerned about setting off your asthma and getting it sued. And I feel like a lot of us, especially in our age group, they sort of have that mentality, like, oh my goodness, I'm just like that annoying person or like the telemarketer or like the person that keeps on wanting you to buy like leggings. But if people are coming to your blog to learn about a topic that you're passionate about, that is a whole bunch different than just a random stranger walking through the mall and having someone being like, do you want shiny nails? Like, no, they came to your blog to learn about your thing. It's your duty to make sure that you can teach them a lot about your stuff. So what would you say it, when it comes to actually publishing like your free content, like your blog post, how much do you think is actually a good number? Like when you're first starting out versus when you're a little bit more seasoned. So how many blog posts a month, I would say, do you think is good? Yeah, great question. I do think it varies. So I definitely think when you're just starting out, it is important to post consistently and you know, show up often on your blog with great content. And part of that is because it takes a while to even figure out what is great content. So yeah. most of us, we've never done this before. And our first few blog posts are horribly embarrassing and we eventually will bury them in our archives. But you have to kind of go through that before you figure out what resonates with your audience, um, you know, what, what your voice is as a writer. So I think that's important. And also, again, figuring out what, what resonates can take a long time. So as you create these posts, it can take six months before you see that something is getting shared a lot. Something's going a little bit viral. This thing is really resonating with your audience. And that's when you know that you need to create more, you know, write more about that topic, create more content that's related to that. So in the early stages, I always recommend that you uh, have a publishing schedule that is very manageable. So if you work full time and have little kids, that might be once or twice a month. And that is fine because it's more important that you don't get burnt out and that you can really manage everything. Um, if you are able to work on this full time, then even just once a week, I would suggest. And other people will definitely, you know, fight back against that or argue against it with me. And that is fine. But I say stick with once a week again, because you want to make something great, you know, and that mm -hmm. takes a lot of time, the research and the SEO and linking and, you know, just making sure that it looks and reads really well. Uh, so you want to make sure you have time for that. And you need to have that time to promote because that's going to mm -hmm. take a lot of your time and energy. So um, that's why I would suggest just once a week, if you're a real go-getter and you can do more, that's fine. But again, make it more manageable. And then later, you know, once you have a, I don't know, it, it differs for everybody, but 20, 30 or so posts on your blog, um, I really suggest that you pull back and only post when you have something fantastic to say and you have a very clear purpose for your blog post. So your goal is to drive people to a free workshop or your goal is to tell people about this new offering that you have or your goal is to attract people to your email list, whatever it might be. Uh, and the reason is you can get so much mileage out of the content you already have. You can really optimize things. You can share in so many different ways, um, repurpose it. So don't create more, you know, the world has enough content. <laughs> Let's be real. So no. you know, make what you have and spend your time on higher value things, which I hope you don't mind. 
I drop my last of the three things that I see people doing wrong a lot, and that is waiting too long to launch. And so mm-hmm. many of my students are in this, and it kills me. Like they have these, you know, kind of scripts in their mind, like, oh, I can't launch anything till I have at least a thousand email subscribers, and I can't, uh, you know, they just like I can't do this until I have at least ten thousand page views a month or whatever it is. So I always try to talk to them about like, no, you, that's not true. Like. Um, you know, I, you know, looking back, I wish I had first launched an ebook, but instead I first launched a course. That's fine. And I had, I don't know, 200 or I had around 200 or 300 people on my email list. Um, it was, it was small, but like doing it that early is how you get feedback. It's how you kind of get your name out there. It's how you build some raving fans because you can give that small audience so much more attention and it helps you really narrow down your niche and figure out who do you want to attract and um, what's kind of the language that they use. So it helps the rest of your business sort of come together. Uh, I'm rambling, but I have more to say, so hold on. So uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I always coming at this from a teaching, cause I used to be a teacher from a teaching perspective, we call it planning backwards. So you begin with this end goal in mind, you begin with your product and it's so much easier to see the path of what you need to lay out with your emails and your blog posts and your promotions on social media when you have that product already there. So I know I'm like preaching to the choir with you, but I want to hear like, <laughs> what are your no, thoughts on this? I, I wholeheartedly agree. Again, this is why we're like, we need to chat and do something together. I honestly really encourage people, just like you said, to launch something small when you are small, because what you're going to be able to, besides the recognition, obviously, which is really amazing, is you can actually give students, regardless of what price point, a little bit more of your personal time. So say if we only have 200 people on your email list, again, you have to be realistic. Are you going to have a quarter of a million dollar launch with 200 people on your list selling a $25 ebook? No, you're not. But if you use this as what I like to call like a paid beta type of situation where everyone can get this ebook, even if you just want to make it $12. And even if you make 10 sales, woohoo, that's $120 you didn't have. But then you can actually get like into the nitty gritty, find out where people are struggling, how it's going. And then those people that were that 12 that raised their hands that were the front runners, they can always get the next iteration. Like I cannot tell you how many things I put out and then put out like version three, four, five, six, seven. And I just always make sure to reward those early adapters who maybe had the sketchier looking video. Um, I do have one question and this is a little bit off topic, but I kind of want to know why do you wish you had started with an ebook and not a course? I think it's, this was, might just be me personally, but I think I would have done better building the momentum. So creating an ebook would have taken me less time and felt less scary. And so I think I would have gotten it out faster. Like I probably would have done that, you know, with only a hundred email subscribers maybe, but with a course, it felt like this, this big monster of a project to approach. And so, um, yeah, I just wish I'd started with something a little that I could kind of get out, get out in the world faster. I absolutely love that. And that always comes down to sort of knowing thyself because I have been working on ebook for like months. Meanwhile, I can pump out a whole course in 24 hours because that's just the way my brain works. 
And I've always said I've been more of a talker than a writer. So I absolutely love that. Just start small, know what your gifts are, and things don't have to be huge. So again, we've got the ebook. I talk a lot about money-making micro courses or like my easy yes offers, like we talk about in one-click funnels. And I'll put the link down below, like just start with something because then you actually know what to have your blog post about. Like Emily had already said, what to actually, you know, create opt-ins about. So that way you actually feel like you're working towards something. So I absolutely, absolutely love that. So I just want to recap real quick. So the three biggest time wasters that you see us having are we're spending too much time creating free content and not actually promoting it. We talked about waiting to launch something of our own. And what was the other one? Uh, just focusing too much on the wrong metrics. There you go. I wanted Emily to say that because I feel like no one listens to me when I talk about that stuff. So like, see. <laughs> they might not be listening to me. <laughs> so before we go in to your inbox journey, I want to tell everyone about the really special workshop that we have coming up February 21st, guys. So that is next week over at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, if you're listening to this afterwards, guys, don't worry. If you go to the link, we will have a special fun bonus, but you really want to actually get into this workshop and show up live. So why don't you tell them a little bit about the stuff that we're going to tackle? Yes. So the workshop first is going to be a lot of fun. As everyone can see, you and I are a lot of fun. <laughs> Second, <laughs> that um, guys. yeah, right. One of, I mean, I'm a teacher and uh, I don't really hold back. So when you come to this workshop, not only are you doing a little bit of work, but I am really walking you through the steps to create a five-point business plan for your blog. And I know almost all of you listening have not done this. And I know it's because uh, you don't really know why you need a business plan. And I'm going to tell you why, so don't worry. <laughs> and you might be feeling like you can't stop churning out all that free content. You can't pause and make a plan. So, you know, this hour together that we'll have will be the time you're going to get it done. You're not going to like walk away with a to-do list. You're just going to get it done during the workshop. And then some people, um, they just feel like they don't know how to do it. Like they're like, yeah, I need a plan, but I don't know what to do. So again, I'm just going to walk you through those steps. I have a very nice, um, like template, a business plan template just for bloggers that I designed for everybody who's coming. So you'll be able to get your hands on that. And I have, you know, if, if, any of the things I've sort of said today on our interview have surprised people or they're like nodding along like, yes, that makes so much sense. Why have I been stressing about my traffic and why have I been churning out blog posts? So if that kind of rings true to you, then you're going to love the workshop because I've got a lot of other yeah. um, kind of counterintuitive but really effective nuggets to share with you all. So please come. You're going to feel really empowered. You're going to feel ready to take back control of 2018, make it your most profitable year yet. I have to say, so I have seen this workshop and it's not really just like the same old sort of regurgitated stuff. It's honestly like a fresh take. And even though my freelancers and coaches and consultants, they probably want to come up here because actually I got that a lot when I sent out my survey is that a lot of freelancers want to create more content on the regular that's free to get more clients, but they couldn't really find that balance. And I think that this is really great. And because Emily is a teacher, she just has this way about her of breaking things down that sort of make sense. So while she is tackling a lot of stuff, it doesn't feel like a hot fire hose coming at you. It feels like you're sort of like sipping a casual iced tea, maybe a coffee if that's more of your thing and you're actually getting stuff done. 
what I have found, and I'm going to be real with you guys, is that especially for my blogging buddies, the reason why they seem a little hesitant about the business plan is because they feel like once they have it, then something can fail and go wrong. And they feel like, oh, if I just treat this like a hobby or do whatever, like it doesn't matter because I can't fail. It's that whole fear of failure, fear of actually succeeding thing. But what you're going to find is the only way I can describe it is the feeling that you get knowing that you're not wasting your time. Because a lot of us are taking time away from our family, from our jobs, from sleep. And this will actually make it so what you're doing is strategic without feeling like you're boxing yourself in or shackling or putting a bunch of pressure on yourself. It just makes it things easier. So I have to give a little sneak preview about the workshop. You know, your comment about how a lot of us resist planning because we're worried about failure, like the fear of failure, fear of success. Uh, one thing you all will hear about on the um, workshop is that this is not my first blog. And I actually started blogging five years ago. And so you will find out what happened the time that I didn't have a business plan. <laughs> and there's pictures of giraffes involved. So I think you should come for that. I, I say come for the giraffes, stay for the amazing business plan and getting your life right. Because it is, like I said, it is a fantastic workshop. So if you guys head on over to myadaptablecareer.com forward slash Kate, you can go ahead and get your free seat. If this is after the 21st of February, still go to that link because you've got a special surprise bonus for everybody. So I want to know before we just sort of wrap up and again, guys, there is the link in the show notes, just click the cover art and bamo, you've got the link to join the webinar workshop. And that is, tell us a little bit about your inbox journey. So can you tell us about a freebie that you had that you thought was just dripping in gold and then the audience was like crickets and then one that just sort of took off? So let me start with, I don't think any of mine have really taken off. <laughs> I That's don't know. That course is fantastic. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, thank you. Thank you. I also thought it was fantastic. Um, I think like many of us, like many of my students too. Um, I resist promotion a little bit. So yes, that course is very popular. Um, but because I don't promote it hugely, even though I should, you know, I don't get tons of, of people into it. Um, and I think, you know, that's been my biggest problem. It's hard to tell what really flopped because um, I didn't necessarily have a landing page or a freebie problem. I had more of a traffic problem. So I would think something had flopped, but if only 80 people had ever been to the landing page, it's really hard to know, did I have the wrong people going to the page? You know, like it was hard to kind of diagnose what was wrong, but I would get so freaked out in the early days that I would just like pull it and not ever <laughs> wait to see like what, what might've gone wrong. But I will say one thing that is working really well for me is content upgrades. So mm -hmm. a lot of my, pretty much every recent post I have, I have um, a content upgrade that's very much aligned with the post. It's like the blog post is step one and the content upgrade is step two. And then, you know, steps three through a million are my course. <laughs> so I'm <ready> for it. <laughs> See, I absolutely love that. And I like having a variety of freebies because I feel like people put so much pressure on creating what I like to call like your signature or like launchable freebie like your mini course would be. And sometimes just a simple content upgrade is where it's at. And that's why I always suggest that people actually start with those. So that way to kind of see what people are interested in. And it, again, it sort of takes that pressure off and it gives you the opportunity to get people on your list who might not be like super serious as someone who is a mini course, a mini course you won't get 
as many people in it, but it's more people that are like diehard guys and are really like into this and are primed for buying. Whereas the content upgrade people, you do have to work a little bit harder to like educate them about why this is so important and sort of woo them about how awesome you are. But it's just both of them, I think, work really well. And I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, but m and said not to worry about traffic. If you are only getting 25 people, you don't need to make 25 more blog posts. You need to promote the five that you have. <laughs> try the different headlines. Try the things on Pinterest. Do all of that. And what I really like is, like I said, I love Emily just because she's so genuine. Like you guys know that one of my core values is honesty. And like she just told you, like there's stuff I could be doing better here, people. But she'll do it, implement it, and then report back, which is what I absolutely love. So do you have any parting words for our inbox besties? Maybe if they're super frazzled, if they're not seeing the results that they want, besides obviously going to my adaptable career for slash Kate to join in on our webinar in February. But what would you say? Yes, absolutely. So my sort of key takeaway whenever I talk to anybody is um, that you need to do less. Like minimalism is key here. Your people feel frazzled. They feel overwhelmed because they're trying to do too much. And so, you know, in my own business, I'm always trying to figure out how can I consolidate and streamline and do less. Um, you know, I think a good example, you and I both love Trello. Mm -hmm. So people might be surprised to know that I have one Trello board. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have 22, which will show you guys that we are just so different. <laughs> But actually, you know, now that you mention it, I have two because of course I have your Facebook promotion Trello board, which everyone, if you haven't downloaded that from Kate yet, you need to get it. It's great. So I have two like boards. One is, yep. One is all about um, the Facebook promotional threads in various Facebook groups. And then the other one is like my entire business because, you know, I've simplified a lot and I create a lot of sort of habits so that things, I just kind of do things automatically, you know, like I've been doing this a couple of years. I know how to post a blog post. I don't need some kind of checklist or reminder or anything like that. So, you know, by simplifying, it just makes, you don't want to keep adding on, you know, you, you want to kind of pull back instead and that's going to help you make progress so much faster. So that's my kind of final, final takeaway, do less. I wholeheartedly agree. Do less and do it better and make sure it's the stuff that counts. And if you're like, but I don't know if it counts, go to the workshop webinar that we are having yes. on February 21st, because we will just straight up tell you guys. So head on over to my adaptable career forward slash Kate. There's a link of course in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for being here, Emily. It has been an absolute blast. Where else can people have fun and interact with you besides at our workshop, which everyone's going to sign up for? <laughs> yes. So uh, the best place to go is just my homepage, myadaptablecareer.com. Uh, once you're there, you'll see links to all my various social media places, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and you'll be able to go pop over to the blog. Um, fun fact, I haven't posted a new post in like three months because I totally practice what I preach, but there's a lot of great older content there. And uh, you'll also have plenty of chances to join my email list. People love being on my email list, which has been like a real joyful surprise for me. So definitely <laughs> come join us. Yes, do it, God. Because she doesn't go three months without emailing. Let me just no, make this not. up. It is the big old content. That's why you want to be able to get on this email list. And she really does treat her inbox community, as we call it here on Inbox Besties, so fantastic. So thank you very much. I had such a fun time interviewing you. Guys, remember February 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What, what? Head on over to my adaptable career forward slash Kate, and I will see you guys next time.
Can you guys see why I was so excited to have Emily on this show today? She is just so fantastic. So I love her tip about, you know, not focusing on the vanity metrics and you don't have to necessarily be a content machine. That's not what you have time for, how you just want to be consistent and really put out quality content. But I also really loved how she admitted that she wasn't like a natural born hustler. And I think that a lot of people feel like if you weren't like born with this entrepreneurial gene, like you're like that alpha, like go, 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 sell forever since I've been five, that it's not going to work out for you. But it is. I think Emily is doing a lovely job in my adaptable career. She sort of sat down, figured out like what I'm good at. She tried a couple things, didn't mind getting her knees scraped. And she really has something nice, which is why I was so excited to be doing this action shop with her. I'm not even calling it a webinar anymore, or even a workshop. It is an action shop. So what we're going to be doing together, guys, is actually creating a simple one page business plan. Now, I know half of you just audibly gasped and like business plan. Like that makes me think of like banks and lawyers and they're long and tedious and boring and all this. No, guys, not the way that Emily teaches it. And the reason why this is an action shop is you're literally doing it on the workshop with her. It's not like she's telling you all this stuff and just like info slapping you. She's literally like, all right, guys, like this is step one. And then you do step one while you're on the call with her. It's almost like a group coaching call that you're getting for free. It's really unique. And I really love it because when you actually do have this solid plan, again, it doesn't need to be super detailed, but you do need to know where you're going and how you kind of want to get there. It just makes prioritizing stuff so easy because that's what I found with working with bloggers and other online entrepreneurs. And that is they don't know what to work on next because they have so many ideas. But when you have this business plan that we're going to put together on the workshop next week, it just makes life so much easier. And that's what I want for you guys. So make sure you head on over to my adaptable career forward slash Kate to get in on that action shop. And as always, guys, thank you so much for having me in your ear holes today. Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create, to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? Figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers, and they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value soap resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.